Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you. Father, thank you for this day that you have made for us to rejoice and be glad. Thank you that with you, our life is a continual feast. We celebrate your goodness in our lives. We celebrate moms in our homes, Lord. Thank you for the moms who have decided that they would stay home and create an atmosphere that stewards the kingdom of God. Uh, Lord, we pray, Father God, that you allow us to have a revelation of your order, of your ways, of your priorities, so that we not... Um, waste time that we not uh, deplete our resources in things that have uh, secondary effects or value but give us a heart after your heart Lord that we might serve you with excellence bless your word father bless the moms today Lord all over the world thank you for a woman uh, with a womb Lord a, a person that's birthing uh, fruit for your kingdom, for your purposes. So put your hands upon that hard work, Lord. Give them favor. Give them peace. Allow their, the works of their lives and the efforts of their hands, tireless sacrifices, bring forth glory to fill the earth, Lord. We bless you. We pray that you would prosper your word in our hearts, that we not sin against you, Lord, that we not fall short of your glory. We pray, Father God, that this would be a good seed planted in good hearts that would bring forth good fruit, Lord, a harvest that glorifies your name. And we believe, Lord, that you will do even exceedingly, abundantly, and way above the things that we pray and ask, Lord. Bless, Lord, the fruit of the womb, the children, O oh God, with a godly mother. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. As as I uh, concentrate on the topic matter of today's message, which primarily uh, we said, and you heard my son Nick say that whoever invented Mother's Day probably did not have a mother because they would have said, this is the month of the mother and not Mother's Day. Uh, I, I believe that a mother, and some people have said, we celebrate mom every day. If that's true, God bless you, and I'm glad. But uh, the, the weight and the responsibility of these, uh, remember that, that God created a man with a womb and called them woman. Uh, that's where that comes from. In, in, the, in the findings of God, he says that it wasn't going to be good for man to be alone, and he created woman. And then the fruit of that woman, the fruit of the womb, would be that which overcomes Satan and the works of darkness. So you know that God was uh, incredible in fashioning this tireless expression of, of the intensity of the character of God. And I was listening to a pastor yesterday and he was saying, well, a woman's called not to lead. She's called to take a second place that's not so significant. 
I beg to differ. I beg to say that when God gives you the place, like he gave Jesus Christ, uh, to submit, to answer to a head and to an authority, the Bible says that in his submission, the greatest would become the servant. So there it is. The woman has been given a place of great honor because just being in the normal expression of manhood does not uh, diminish her capacity to lead, but it, it causes for her to take greater responsibility. In my home, I can tell you that the greatest lessons that I've ever received, bar none, uh, has been seeing the application of scripture in the life of my mom. As I see her live the Bible, then I have a revelation greater than any message preached by any preacher. When a woman fears the Lord and she's walking in the application of the Bible, it, the Bible comes to life. And I know that in our home also, my four children have been able to see the, the realities of spiritual truth because of the life lived before them by my wife, their mother. And as they see their mom living her life out, that becomes truth revealed in the character expression of God. So I want to take some time here, the small time we have left, I need to hurry up, but I believe this will be one of the greatest messages you'll ever hear on the topic of motherhood. Because a lot of people, they fanfare and they flurry around the issues. But the truth of the matter is that the Bible highlights these moms of virtue. And even as I, I look at the scripture and, and I identify some of the incredible godly verses here with respect to uh, moms... Let's, let's go to the worst case scenario. And this is, this is super important because I like to contrast that which is not from that which is. Uh, I believe that if we can contrast, our definitions are clearer. And a, a lot of times we don't have an understanding of what truth is and revealed or revelation of God's heart until we do that, that worst case scenario. And we're not talking about a, the virtue of motherhood. We're talking about motherhood um, expressed by the vile or vice or worst case scenario. And that's, that's the healthy thing about the Bible. The Bible doesn't keep any secrets. It just puts everything out there for us to understand and consider and and for us to say look if this thing looks like a duck and quacks like a duck and walks like a duck and swims like a duck it must be a duck but if this thing is not moving in the direction that the bible says a mother should move then we must not welcome it and i'm telling you what uh, i refuse to celebrate uh, a mother gone wild. That, that's, not, that's not 
an object to celebrate the wickedness of rebellion, not only in a single woman, but in a married woman who becomes a mother when there's rebellion in the land, God calls it for what it is. And we see there in the book of Revelations, uh, chapter 17, we see here an expression that's pretty intense. Verse 5, it says, On her forehead was a name, was written, a mystery revealed, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. So here, um, this worst case scenario, motherhood under vice, under vile, wicked depravity of feminine expression is the one who mothers harlots, the mother of harlots and the abominations that are found upon the earth, the expression of a mother that has sequestered and has been wicked in her ways. So uh, these expressions of Christ telling us and giving us an example, uh, he's on the cross and he's telling John, John, take care of my mother. So we, we understand that uh, part of God's unfinished business upon the earth as he died at the age of 33, he's telling one of his disciples, take care of my mom. This is one of the things that he's talking about when he's up on the cross. So if he's doing that and commending the care of his mother to one of his beloved disciples, I believe that, that taking care of mama is one of the highest priorities of man upon the earth. And the Bible says that he who dishonors his mother becomes a shameful expression of existence. So the balance needs to be a healthy balance. Uh, we don't want mama bear to rule over, mother-in-law to rule over the home of her children. But we do want the children to honor and take care of mama bear. Uh, this is, this is uh, the character expression of any godly man is to walk in the example of Christ. Take care of your mom. And we say in our house, if you don't know how to take care of mom, you won't know how to take care of your wife. That's, that's the expression of, of love in that regards. And so God is putting together this family. But worst case scenario is this woman who on her forehead uh, is right there, mother of all harlots, and she is the cause of ungodliness upon the earth. And when you see what her ungodliness is, um, verse 6 says that she has gone against the servants of the Lord. One of the expressions of a mother gone totally twisted and distorted are those who are drunk with the blood of saints, with the blood of martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. This is bizarre how this woman tramples the servants of God. She has no regard for those instruments of God that are perfected, called to perfect. Um, 
uh, called to perfect the body of Christ. Now, super important that this woman is the twisted expression of everything God. If God says today, she says tomorrow. If God says tomorrow, she says today. She doesn't have any regard. And, and I have a, a Bible verse here which describes her a little bit accurately. Um, and I want to touch upon it. In uh, Proverbs, let me get that for you real quickly here. Um, how, how incredibly twisted is her disposition? And when you say why, uh, Proverbs 5 verse 6 says why. And it says she gives no thought to the pathway of life. Um, if you go near her, her ways are unstable. And you'll, she's always wandering. She's not consistent. She's not walking in the purpose of God. She teeters off and she distracts and she's paying attention to other things. And, and many times that becomes the downfall, the downfall of the entire home. Um, the, the translation I have says, she gives no thought to the pathway of life. Her path wanders aimlessly. She doesn't have a target, a bullseye. She's not focused. She does not even know uh, that she is walking away from the Lord. Verse 7 says, son, stay away from her. Hear me, my children. Do not uh, depart from the words of my mouth. Verse 8, keep your pathway not near her, not occasionally talking to her, but steer super clear of her way. Do not go near the door of her house. Um, to do so, to be involved with a mother gone vice, uh, to follow after the mother of all harlots, those who fill the earth with abominations. The Bible says, verse 9, you will lose your honor. You will lose um, very important time, vital time, giving your years to the cruel one. So it, it's, no, it's no little thing to be involved with a woman who doesn't know the pathway of life. She's not nurturing the fear of God. She's not walking in a manner where her children will, will continue. Um, the, the losing of your life, verse 10, is the demise of your wealth. Your treasure will go to strangers and your hard work will end up in the house of foreigners. Um, they, they, they don't, I, I was thinking this yesterday, with the expression of everything God gives us with our time, talents, and treasure, to not put them in the kingdom of God for the glory of God renders them a diminished value in the vanity and the loss of great treasure. The Lord birthed children to fill the earth with the glory of God. This woman is living for another priority. She seems to have friends that don't fear the Lord. She seems to embrace things that do not 
fill her house with the fear of God, um, it becomes a wayward home. Verse 11, not only do you lose your honor and lose your wealth, but at the end, you will mourn. You're, it's going to be a sad state of affairs that instead of having a godly mother in the home, you mourn at the final end, seeing that your whole life was wasted. There wasn't a priority. And you will say to yourself, how our home, verse 12, hated instruction. This is a woman who comes to the house of God and she receives the instruction from the man of God. But in her home, she is raising up her throne above the throne of God. She doesn't walk in the instruction that she's receiving. She despises it. It becomes a hindrance to her um, hell hole in regards to um, mandating a government that does not regard the Lord. How my heart despised correction. How I hated instruction. How I did not feel good when I was receiving somebody pointing the way. It, it was, it was a, an insult and an offense for somebody to say, prepare ye the way of the Lord. So you see these twisted expressions of what God intended a mom to be. A mom was to apply. I have written here um, that in this relationship with applying the word of God, there's no greater vessel to see the embodiment of the word made flesh, but in the life of a mom. Uh, greater than any sermon preached from any pulpit is a mom who modeled the word of God to her children. That, that's my case also. When I saw my mom come to Jesus Christ and walk in the fear of God and, and stand strong on the precepts and the statues and uh, the commandments of the Lord. I remember when, when the kingdom of God came to our home, I was 16 years old and my mom began to put the word of God in the bathroom, in the kitchen, in the corridors, in the living room. Everything be became an expression of this is the word of the Lord and this is the kingdom that we will live in. And every time I would, as an adolescent, be be challenged by that line. That line did not move. The line was, this is what the Lord has said. This is the heart of God. This is what the man of God has said. This is what the church has established. And, and so thank God for not the harlot, the mother of all harlots that follows uh, ungodly instruction, but a virtuous woman who fears the Lord. And she doesn't say, I hated instruction. She says, your instruction is not grievous to me. Your laws are not burdensome to me. They don't come and disturb my life. They come and establish the peace and the joy and the righteousness of God. I don't despise correction. I love correction. It's a total different mindset. And so there's no greater blessing upon the earth than a virtuous mom. No greater blessing. And then we have to say also to keep the balance straight, no greater curse upon the earth than a wicked, twisted mom. And some of you say, Pastor, I think that you're overdoing this twistedness thing. Uh, how twisted can a mom be? Well, 
we'll, we'll save the Old Testament examples uh, to hurry up here as I have just a few minutes left. In Mark chapter 6, verse 21, as, as um, Herod, one of the governors, is, uh, it had a, he had the opportunity when Herod began to celebrate and gave a feast on his birthday to all his friends, the nobles and the high officers and the chief of the men in Galilee. So everyone is there and the celebration is unleashed in those days. If you were part of a government position, you had resources. So these were the biggest parties, the greatest feasts that could be expressed in that town, in that vicinity. And as he began to celebrate, um, he was able to have a request in verse 22. The daughter of Herodias, when Herodias' daughter herself came in and danced, this young girl and daughter, she pleased Herod. And everyone who saw her dance was well pleased to such a degree that the king said to the girl, ask me whatever you want. What's in, what's in the expression of your heart? What, what is it that, that is the petition of the depth of your heart? I'm going to give it to you. And so this is where we see that the hearts of our children are filled by who? Verse 23. He promised her an oath. Whatever you ask, I'll give it to you up to half of my kingdom. So if the expression of the earth and its vast ends of the earth are available, and what would be the priority of the request? And so we're going to reveal a little secret here. Who do children go to to have the expression of their deep heart's desire. Who takes that place? Who has the influence? We're talking about uh, right now there's incredible influencers. So if you know somebody who's an influencer, I say, wait a second, time out. Don't get into listening to your influencer yet. Find out who influenced your influencer. That means that at the very last moment, the expression of what's in a child's heart will come from where? Verse 24, this little girl ran up to her mother and she went out and said to her mom, what shall I ask? Now you know that, that everything's on the table, the expressions of the far and wide and the deep and the high, Everything that the earth has to offer is an empty uh, canvas that needs to be colored by the influence of a virtuous mom or by a woman who being given the high call of motherhood influences her children away from godly influence. Away from men of God, 
the house of God, the people of God, to fear the Lord, to walk in the ways that are righteous. And so she goes to her mom, what shall I ask? And her mom responds, I want Pastor Molina's head on a platter. What's that mean? She said, give me the head of John the Baptist. What is she talking about? Does she want his thoughts? Does she want his way of thinking? Does she want wisdom? No. She wants to cut off this influence. She had animosity and hostility in her heart. She had resentment. Um, This is why these women have to fake it and disguise their rebellion and their disobedience and their ungodliness. Who would have thought that a mother would ask? The Bible says that when Jesus measured John the Baptist, he says, born of woman, again, mom, you can birth a John the Baptist. Born of woman, no greater man has ever lived but John the Baptist. So you decide whether your son and daughter is going to be a God-fearing Uh, a righteous expression of loving the men of God, the house of God, the word of God, the boundaries of God, the admonitions of God, the instruction of the Lord, the obedience of his word, or they despise it. And do me a favor, you say this woman is wicked because she asked her daughter to request the head of John the Baptist, but you have also many times asked for the counsel of God not to prevail in your home. You have allowed your children to walk far from the counsel of the Lord. And so this woman sits there and asks for the head. And look what it says here. Verse 25, it says immediately she comes in. She's passionate about putting forth what's been deposited. The Bible says immediately she came with haste to the king and what was in her mouth was was this wicked woman deposited in her heart. I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. Now, some people don't think that there are women that are wicked like this. Some people think that the influence of motherhood is not that serious. But let me tell you something, that the hand that rocks the cradle will have the expression of the influence that rules the world. You'll see a godly woman gives birth and nurtures and equips and instructs their sons to see the expression of a mom who fears the Lord, who submits, who In the expression of following Jesus, look what Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 says, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ. You're not here upon the earth to fulfill your fancy and to pursue your lavish expression of me, myself, and I. You're to die that your children might live. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ. Verse 6. That even though he was in the form of God, talking about Jesus, you're in the form of man, woman, mother who's listening to me. 
He did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. He wasn't trying to maneuver outside of the place which he was created. Verse 7, instead of exalting himself, the Bible says he made himself of no reputation. He didn't have a degree. He didn't have a title. He wasn't seeking his expression of empowerment. But he took the form of a servant. He took the low road to new heights. He came in the likeness of men. Verse 8, he humbled himself. Being found in appearance of the man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. This is not an expression of life. He was able to die that others might live. He was able to diminish his expression even to the death on the cross. He took a way that didn't seem very impressive. It didn't seem very advanced. Verse 9 says that because he did this, this is the reason God highly exalted him, giving him the name above every name. See, when, when you're willing to sacrifice, diminish, and deplete, the world says, oh, you're nothing. Well, didn't you go? Didn't you say? Didn't you? Didn't you what happened to you? He says, well, I was busy doing the will of my Father that was in heaven. I was busy being faithful in the yoke of my youth. I was faithful in walking in a way that Jesus says, he who loses his life will find it. And when the, the grain of wheat falls, dies and falls to the ground, it's not, it doesn't end there. This gives an opportunity to rise to a new level of existence, giving him a name above every name. Verse 10 says that at his name, every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. Verse 11, every tongue confess that Christ is Lord. What for? Because this glorifies the Father. Your life in this world, mom, is to glorify the Father. If you have another desire and expression, your glory will be your shame. You're not going to walk as the virtues of those women who fear the Lord, you will walk like a harlot upon the land. You will fill the land with abominations, not with glory. As I read this, this passage here, the Bible says in Proverbs 7, verse 25, do not let your heart turn aside to follow her path. It's a, it's a, it's a hook in the heart that allows you to follow a harlot, a wayward woman, a rebellious woman, a disobedient woman. Do not stray into her railroad, her rails. Stay clear from them. Verse 26, for she has cast down, she has destroyed, she has, she has ruined strong men. And so we say like this, uh, the diminishing of, uh, of a woman who has gone wayward in her motherhood produces incredible loss. Uh, I'm reminded of, of the Old Testament expression. We always mention her on Mother's Day too. 
because 2 Kings chapter 9, verse 22, there came a time where, where there's a confrontation with the spirit of godliness and virtue and the spirit of vice and rebellion. And here is this verse. It happened when Joram saw Jehu. Uh, Joram is the son of Jezebel. And when Jehu saw him, this young man says, hey, Jehu, let's have peace. Let's you and I get along. Let's you and I work together. And Jehu answered and says, how can there be prosperity in the land as long as the harlotries of your mother Jezebel and her witchcraft are so many? So this is a level of uh, understanding that a lot of people do not want to talk about. We have incredible women throughout the Bible. I have a list of them here with respect to Sarah, who is an incredible mom that birthed uh, Isaac and was the beginning of the, the birthing uh, grandchildren that would become the nation of Israel. And the tribes of Israel have incredible moms in Sarah, in Rebekah, Isaac's wife, in Rachel, in the expression of so many Samson's mom who raised up a, a God-fearing champion and prince, Naomi, was able to walk out with an expression to Ruth and to the other women, Hannah, who, who birthed Samuel and brought him out to be a great prophet to the nation of Israel, Elizabeth, who birthed John the Baptist, and Mary, who birthed Jesus Christ. So these are all the expressions of godly mothers, and they're in the Bible showing us their virtues and the expressions of the fear of God. But then you have Joram's mom filling the earth with harlotries and rebellion and wickedness. This woman Jezebel, who's Joram's mom, is filling the earth with her craziness. And the Bible says that, that she had threaten the man of God if you talk too strong if you tell me what I don't want to hear if you bother my children if you she she was filled with disgusting expressions in um first Kings chapter 19 verse 1 look at this twisted scenario Ahab told Jezebel her husband was reporting to her all that the man of God had done these men that go back to their homes and they say, Mama Bear, this is what the pastor's doing now. And also how he pulls out his sword to put an end to all the prophets of Baal. Everybody who was serving other things, uh, Elijah was getting rid of. So verse um, 2, she sends a message to the man of God. So let the gods do to me... And more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of these the men that you have killed about this time tomorrow. She threatens the man of God. So there's all sorts of expressions of these women who are powerful to hear the report from their husband because they're manipulating behind the scenes. And then to send out a threat, executing and putting an end, just like... Um, Herodias 
Just like Herodias asked for John the Baptist's head on a platter, this woman is threatening to put off the voice of Elijah and, and to diminish his influence in the land. Well, my Bible says that um, there, wasn't, uh, there wasn't a successful execution of her threat because the devil threats are just that. They, they try to intimidate us. But the truth of the matter is they come to their end because God will deal harshly with all harlots, all rebellious women, and their end will not finish well. Um, Second Chronicles chapter 22, the Bible says that she, she had established her son... To walk in the influence of Ahab, and that's found in Second Chronicles chapter 22, verse 3. This Joram uh, walked in such a way that he left an impact there over his children. And it says, Second Chronicles 22, verse 3. It says that, that he also walked in the ways of the house of Ahab. For his mother advised him to do wickedly. See, it comes down to down where a mother has the ultimate influence in the life of her children. And, and great men of God that have filled the earth will tell you how their mom impacted their life. I, I was just reading today Alistair Begg. And Alistair Begg has a... A, a huge contrast. He says, hey, mama bear, don't think that you can become a receptionist and effectively raise up children. In other words, he's saying children are not only a full-time job, they're an all-the-time job if you're going to walk in the calling of God to raise up champions. This is not something you entrust to a daycare or a babysitter, or a Sunday uh, after-school care. This is a mom willing to sacrifice that she might raise up a dynasty upon the earth. Of who? Of men and women who walk in humility and obedience, and they suffer for the cause of the gospel, for the cause of the kingdom. And then when they stand before the throne of God, and, and God will bring every one of us to account, whether we were a virtuous mom and that we attended to the ways of our house, or whether we walked wickedly, like it says here, for his mother advised him to do wickedly and walking in the way of the house of Ahab. Then we're talking about Jezebel establishing rebellion abomination disobedience not the love of god not the ways of the lord so if you see the expression of men overtaken by satan and hell and being infused by wickedness the influencer is mom that woman who rocked the cradle destroyed the world this woman Jezebel had a daughter and her daughter's name um, her son walked 
in rebellion and her daughter is Atalia. She became a wicked queen after her mother's heart. And Atalia, she destroyed all the heirs of the throne. We, we see this uh, clearly. I, I have it posted here in a manner that, that, that expresses this. Um, Second Chronicles 22.10. This daughter of Jezebel, she has incredible power and influence over the nation. And when Atalia, the mother of Hazasiah, saw that her son was dead, she lifted herself up. I mean, who could even hear? It's bad enough that this woman would ask for John the Baptist's head, but now this woman rises up and destroys all the royal heirs of the house of Judah. And she did so that her daughter might become the queen and the powerhouse. Um, Jezebel established the only woman that would kill off all the heirs to the throne was, was the daughter of Jezebel, Ataliah, and, and there's nobody to reign. Why? Because she wants to reign. She wants to take the, the rule like she saw her mother over her father. And these are women who they, they go out with nice dresses. Uh, you might even give them flowers today. You might celebrate mama bear. You might be raising up the banner. But I, I want to say that we want to birth women who fear God, who honor their husbands, and, and walk in the ways of God, issuing forth uh, great expressions of glory upon the earth. So that being said, um, there are in these last days an expression of overcoming children that would say, you know something, my mom taught me how to fear the Lord. I saw my mom... Uh, honor the house of God. I saw my mom not twist the word of God, not distort. Uh, I, I, there are women in the world right now that, that are having the expression of total depravity when it comes to the things of God. Um, I say it's Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day, but I refuse to celebrate the expression of the issue of harlotry in the land that caused the heart of their children to wander off to other priorities, to worship at other altars, to slay men of God, and, and to raise up um, a twisted expression of the kingdom. Father, I thank you for this day that you have made. I pray that your peace and your joy would be upon us, Lord. The coming days will show us these wicked women. They're in government. They're in science. They're in... Um, uh, commerce they're business women but they refuse to raise up the household of God they refuse to raise up their own household they refuse to stay at home they refuse to respect their husbands they, 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 they lean strong in towards rebellion and their, their children are being spiritually castrated as they see dad become totally, um, totally stripped of his manhood, totally stripped of his lordship and leadership at home, 
according to the headship that Christ says man is the head of the household. Not man should be, but man is the head of his household. So we pray, Father God, that you give us godly women that raise up to be godly moms, godly wives that establish the kingdom of God because heaven and earth is going to pass away, but those who do the will of God will abide forever, Lord. And we want to hear words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter ye into the rest of the Lord. Father, and that our heart not be swayed and wandering aimlessly away from the men of God, the house of God, the work of God, that we might be faithful and might be found righteous to escape the coming wrath of the Lord upon the earth. We pray your blessing upon your people this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. See you soon in the house of the Lord and celebrate mom big this day. Take care of mama bear. God bless you. Love you. nothing worth more that could ever come close no thing can compare you're our living hope your presence